Let's pray. Heavenly Father, please speak to us this morning. Hide me behind your cross, Lord. Give me rest. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so uh, let's get that first slide up. Um, Testimonies, Volume 6, page 288, it says, Again and again I have been instructed that the medical missionary work is to bear the same relation to the work of the third angel's message that the arm and hand bear to the body. Under the direction of of the divine head, they are to work unitedly in preparing the way for the coming of Christ. The right arm of the body of truth is to be constantly active, constantly at work, and God will strengthen it. But it is not to be made the body. At the same time, the body is not to say to the arm, I have no need of thee. The body has need of the arm in order to do active, aggressive work. Both have their appointed work, and each will suffer great loss if worked independently of the other. Um, The gospel, the health message, the right arm of the gospel. How many of you have ever seen a health program put on and lots of people come from the community and then you want to make that transition into the spiritual and then the numbers suddenly drop? (laughs) And that has been very, very frustrating to me um, as I've watched this happen. And um, I want to share with you today what I believe uh, uh, God is, is trying to speak to his people Um, and why he has given us this health message and how it ties in with the three angels' messages. Now, if you have your Bibles, um, I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Let's go to our next slide. The Bible says, Know ye not that you are the what? Temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. That's a powerful verse. That's a powerful verse. It tells us that we are temples. Now, in order to rightly understand this, you are a temple. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Um, We need to understand what is being spoken of here. When Paul says you are the temple, what comes to mind? Come on, good Seventh-day Adventists. The sanctuary. It's as though God were here saying that you are a little sanctuary. How many of you believe that? The Bible says in Exodus 25, verse 8, let them make me a what? Sanctuary that I might do what? Dwell among them. And so God looks at us as sanctuaries because he wants to do what? Dwell in us. Now the Bible says here, if any man do what? Defile the temple. Now, does that ring a bell to you? Defiling the temple. Think about it. As we, as we look, looked back to the Old Testament, were there, was there, uh, uh, um, okay, someone says Lucifer. Uh, very, very good because that is the work of Lucifer, to defile the temple. But when we look at the sanctuary, the Old Testament sanctuary, and see the, the yearly system, the way that the sanctuary worked throughout the year, was there uh, such a thing as a sanctuary being defiled? Absolutely. Absolutely. You... Are the temple. Do you know that if you were to take a look at the sanctuary, that you could actually see just how God patterned you after it? So let's take a look. Let's go to the next slide. 
There you have a picture of the sanctuary. How many of you have seen that before? All right, bottom article, what is that? That's called the altar of sacrifice. Okay, and what happened there? That's where uh, the animals were were slain. uh, And they were burnt on that altar. We might say they were devoured. Then you had the laver, which contained water, and that's where the priests would wash and, and those kind of things, wash their hands and feet. Then you had the table of showbread up in the holy place. Uh, then on the other side, you had the seven-branch candlestick. And uh, in the middle, you had there something called the altar of incense. And then at the very top, you had the Ark of the Covenant. Now, um, how many of you, if you were to take a look at the human body, could see a very dim outline? <laughs> so I want you to check this out. Let's, let's uh, go ahead... Uh, Go ahead and click that. The Bible, first of all, says that the temple itself, the sanctuary, uh, was covered with, a t- uh, with badger's skin. So check this out. The temple, of which you are a type, was covered with skin. <laughs> skin. Isn't that interesting? Now, that uh, uh, table, I mean, the Ark of the Covenant... Where would you point to on the human body? Go ahead and click the next slide. The nervous system, which is, has a center in the brain, or uh, the brain sends out all the messages to the body. It's interesting that God requires, God's desire for us is to have his law written where? On our minds. In our minds. Isn't that interesting? Now, now um, if you were to take a look at that altar of incense right in the middle, <laughs> right in the middle, that incense represented what? Prayer. Prayer. It's as though God were saying, listen, I want a heart-to-heart with you. Heart-to-heart communion. What's interesting about that, though, is that uh, the, the altar of incense is surrounded by two things. Number one, it is surrounded by a seven-branch candlestick, which gives off fire, which takes in oxygen and gives off carbon dioxide. <laughs> the altar of incense, the, the, right there in the center, it is surrounded by something that that uses oxygen and gives off, gives off carbon dioxide. And on the other side uh, is a pair with 12 things on it. 12. Can anyone tell me what surrounds the heart that, is in, that has 12 pairs? <laughs> and what else is there that takes in oxygen and gives off carbon dioxide, the lungs. Now let me ask you something. Could it be uh, that, that, that table of showbread represents the word of God? Could it be that the word of God was given just as the rib cage protects? Could it be that the word of God was given to protect our relationship with God? Now, if you were to go down a little bit further, you'd find there the... Uh, Laver. 
We already cheated because he got the slide up there before I could uh, <laughs> tell you. But you understand that the laver contained water to cleanse. Just as the renal system, the, uh, uh, you know, the kidneys actually regulate the water in the body. Cleanses. Isn't God amazing? <laughs> now, down there at the, uh, 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 the, the altar of uh, sacrifice, remember, what happened at this altar? This is where animals were consumed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is where animals were consumed. Go ahead and put that slide up. Or go ahead and... All right, so we've got here the digestive system. This is very interesting. Um, what were the only animals that were allowed to be consumed on the altar of sacrifice? What? Don't defile the temple. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. By the way, uh, um, no alcohol was ever allowed in the temple. Not only was there to be no alcohol, but there was only to be one kind of smoke in the temple, and that was incense. Now, now watch this. Back to this digestive system thing. Remember, it was only clean animals that were allowed in the temple. However, that was not God's ideal. You see, the sacrificial system began as a result of sin. <laughs> God's ideal is to get rid of the animal sacrifices. Are you following me? All right. So, so in a very dim sense, in a very dim outline, we can see that you are actually a temple. And God is saying, don't defile the temple. Let me show you one more thing. Go ahead and click. The circulatory system. Blood. When you look at the sanctuary, blood was always moving through it. Isn't that interesting? It's like we're looking here at a blueprint of the human body. God says, don't defile this temple. Let's go to the next slide. All right, now, we're told, Council on Health, page 325, this very enlightening statement. Satan is the originator of what? Disease. And the physician is warring against his work and power. Sickness of the mind prevails everywhere. Sickness of the what? Mind prevails everywhere. Nine-tenths of the diseases from which men suffer have their foundation here. Now, I remember reading this at times and going, now how can that be possible? Nine-tenths of the diseases that men suffer have their beginning here? And I would think, you know, what's being said here, you know, if you think you're sick, you're going to be sick. Like, what's going on? I, I really couldn't get this statement, but, I, but now I got it. 
and I'm going to share it with you. By the way, let's go to our next slide. If that is true, taking a look at the sanctuary, what is actually being said here? Where do nine-tenths of the diseases that men suffer today, where do they originate? What article of furniture? The Ark of the Covenant. Hmm. Hmm. That's where the law of God is found. Remember, we're, we're trying to figure out how is it that the three angels' messages is connected with the gospel of health. Because by using the gospel of health, we, it, it, is our, it is the right arm to introduce people to the three angels' messages. Are you with me? All right, now, let's go to our next slide. I want you to notice this here. By the way, let's pause here. Don't look at the slide. Can anyone tell me what is the number one cause of death in America? Heart disease? Cancer? You're, you're all wrong. The number one cause of, sin, of death in America is sin. <laughs> the same is true in Russia, France, and everywhere else in the world. The Bible says the wages of sin is what? Is death. The wages of sin is death. What is sin? Transgression of the law. So how in the world does transgression of the law tie in with health? So, so listen to what um, is said here, page 108, Council on Health. Now we're describing uh, Adam and Eve. Okay, by the way, who introduced death into this world? It was the first pair, Adam and Eve. And it was because she ate from a tree. But I want you to notice something here. She ate. And thinking she felt the sensation of a new and more exalted life, she bore the fruit to her husband. The serpent had said that she would not die, and she felt no ill effects from, the eating, from eating the fruit. Nothing which could be interpreted to mean death, but instead a what? Pleasurable sensation which she imagined was as the angels felt. Now, let me ask you something. If you were Eve at that time and the serpent came to you and said, hey, eat, how would you feel? You know what God has said. You know you're now, you're now hearing what the serpent is saying. What would, what would be going on inside you? Say again. One more time. Conflict, okay. What else? Tell me, what kind of physical feelings do you think you might be experiencing as you're looking at, like, like you're thinking, okay, if I take this eye, I might die, but maybe I won't. Adrenaline rush. That's what someone said, adrenaline rush. Now, it is said here that she felt a pleasurable sensation. A pleasurable sensation. Was Eve taking a risk? So, how many of you have ever felt something come over your body while you're taking a risk that can at times appear to be a pleasurable sensation? It's called adrenaline. Adrenaline. Let's go to the next slide. Let me describe to you what adrenaline is. Anybody ever heard of the adrenaline rush? Listen. 
Adrenaline rush is the exciting, pleasurable effect produced when the adrenal glands dumps a large dose of adrenaline into the bloodstream. The adrenaline rush usually occurs when the body senses what? Danger, duress, stress, distress, a.k.a. the fight or flight moment. Your heart rate increases. Pleasure-giving endorphins are released by the pituitary gland, and your breathing rate ramps up. The result of all this extra oxygen, energy, and hormones is the adrenaline high, a euphoric feeling that can last for hours. Do you think Eve felt adrenaline? What do you think her body was trying to warn her of? Danger. But it felt pleasurable. Watch this, beloved. You're going to... Can I just get excited for you right now? (laughs) Next slide. Remember this. The life of the flesh is where? In the blood. We're told in order to have good health, we must have good blood. For the blood is the current of life. It repairs waste and nourishes the body. When supplied with the proper food elements and when cleansed and vitalized by contact with pure air, it carries life and vigor to every part of the system. The more perfect the circulation, the better will this work be accomplished. So the healthier your blood, the healthier you are. Amen? Now, next slide. Next slide. Listen to this. It says, to produce the fight or flight response, the hypothalamus activates two systems. The sympathetic nervous system and the adrenal cortical system. The sympathetic nervous system uses the nerve pathways to initiate reactions in the body and the adrenal cortical system uses the what? Bloodstream, the combined effect of these two systems are the fight or flight response. These stress hormones, what are they called, everyone? Stress hormones, one more time. Stress hormones cause several changes in the body, including an increase in heart rate and blood pressure, releasing 30 different hormones that get the body prepared to deal with a threat. The sudden flood causes changes in the body that include... Heart rate and blood pressure increase. Pupils dilate to take in as much light as possible. Veins and skin constrict to send more blood to major muscle groups. That's responsible for the chills sometimes associated with fear. Go on. Our blood glucose level increases. Muscles tense up, energized by adrenaline and glucose responsible for goosebumps, etc. Smooth muscles relax in order to allow more oxygen into the the lungs. And watch this. Non-essential systems like digestion digestion and the immune system shut down to allow more energy for emergency functions. Next slide. The body's stress system is usually self-regulating. It decreases hormone levels and enables your body to return to normal once a perceived threat has passed. As adrenaline and cortisol levels drop, your heart rate and blood pressure return to baseline levels and other systems resume their regular activities. But when the stressors of your life are always present, leaving you constantly feeling stressed. Anybody in here stressed this morning? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) Tense, nervous or on edge. That fight or flight reaction stays turned on. You are literally 
dumping adrenaline into your blood system day after day, week after week, and guess what it is doing to the body temple? It is defiling it. The less control you have over potentially stress-inducing events and the more uncertainty they create. Do you think people in this world are suffering with uncertainty and stress? Do you think that we as Seventh-day Adventists might have the answer to uncertainty and stress? The more likely you feel that you are stressed, even the typical day-to-day demands of living can contribute to your body's stress responses. Let's go to the next slide. Our experiment was done. Holmes and Ray developed a life event scale that included 43 events rated by volunteers according to the amount of adjustment required by each event. The highest rated event on the scale was the death of a spouse. Other events included marriage. We're talking about stressful situations here, whether good or bad. Marriage, loss of a job, starting school, bankruptcy, and many others. The researchers placed the items in a questionnaire and scored each according to the rating they got from the, vi- from the first set of volunteers. Then they gave the questionnaire to people in an emergency room. They gave it to both the patients who were sick and to the people who accompanied them. They compared the scores. The results rocked the world of psychology and medicine. Sick people had experienced far more of these life events in the year prior to their illness than the healthy people who brought them into the hospital emergency room. Do you get that? The people that were sick had within the last year or two experienced some major stressful events. Next slide. So, I began to do a study. I got on the internet, and I just typed in the words stress and whatever disease came to my mind. And what I found was absolutely amazing. Stress. Remember what she says? Nine-tenths of all diseases begin where? Watch this. Stress and cancer. Studies have shown that stress might promote cancer indirectly by weakening the immune system's anti-tumor defense or by encouraging new tumor-feeding blood vessels to form. But a new study published April 12th in the Journal of Clinical Investigation shows that stress hormones such as adrenaline can directly support tumor growth and spread. For normal cells to thrive in the body, they need to be attached to their neighbors and their surroundings. Cells that detach from their environment, uh, from their environment cells that were kind of lost that there, but let me explain this. Cells that are detached from their environment go through a process where the cell self-destructs because it is not connected to anything. Let me read on. Uh, uh, Cells that were exposed to stress hormones, however, were protected from self-destruction, meaning that they could survive without being anchored to their surroundings. The stress hormone treatment activated a protein called focal adhesion kinase, I think I believe the word is, which is known to protect cells from anoikis. That, that uh, process, anoikis, is what uh, causes a cell to die. However, when adrenaline is fed to that cell, it actually bypasses the death process. That's what allows the tumor to grow in the body. 
I've always found it interesting that, you know, a person may have cancer for some time and not know it. And as soon as they what? Find out that they're sick. It's like suddenly they just go straight downhill. Let's go to the next one. Stress and heart disease. Stress and heart attack. Medical researchers aren't sure exactly how stress increases the risk of heart disease. Stress itself might be a risk, a risk factor, or it could be that high levels of stress make other risk factors possible, so, uh, risk factors such as high cholesterol or high blood pressure worse. For example, if you're under stress, your blood pressure goes up. Anyone in here struggling with high blood pressure? Don't raise your hand. You may overeat, you may exercise less, and you may be less, more likely to smoke. Go to the next one. If stress itself is a risk factor for your heart disease, it could be chronic. It could be because chronic stress exposes your body to unhealthy, persistently elevated levels of stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. Studies also link stress stress to changes in the way the blood clots, which increases the risk of a heart attack. All this points back to stress. Next slide. Stress and diabetes. You know what stress says, I'm just going to, you know when when adrenaline is released into the bloodstream, it it, uh, raises your glucose levels. You think that's good for a diabetic? Absolutely not. Let's go to the next one. I want to kind of speed through this. Uh, Next slide. Stress and MS. Anyone know what multiple sclerosis is? Multiple sclerosis, listen. In a, a study uh, that was done shows that uh, adrenaline and cortisol actually uh, tear away or eat away at the myelin sheath that, that uh, you know, kind of coats uh, in the nervous system. It, uh, when, when your brain wants to send a message to your arms, you know, you've got these myelin sheaths that protect those nerves. Well, the, when, when you are um, under, when adrenaline is being released in your body, it eats away at that myelin sheath and thus it doesn't send the signal. And that's why people with MS, you know, they kind of struggle with walking or controlling their body because the signal is not getting to their body. All this because of stress. Let's go to the next one. Uh, keep going. Uh, stress and alcohol. Hmm. Can anyone tell me why people drink? <laughs> why do people drink? I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I need a drink. I'm going to just, let's just move on. I want to kind of, yeah, I think you're getting the point. Stress and drugs. Why do people take drugs? Why do they take drugs? Because their environment surrounding them is what? It's stressful. There's peer pressure. Beloved, listen to me. Stress is one of, I believe stress is the root. This is what Ellen White was trying to tell us. Nine-tenths of the diseases that, 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 that plague humanity begin in the mind. Let's go to the next one. Stress and smoking. Why do people smoke? Stress. Stress and crime. Why do people commit crimes? <laughs> Come on, think about it. Why do people commit crimes? Because I don't have money, I'm stressed, I need money, I'm going to get this. I don't have drugs, I'm stressed, I need drugs, I'm going to get this. In other words, beloved, when we look at at the problems that are plaguing society, it is because society does not have rest. Wait a minute. Are you getting this? 
How about suicide? Why do people commit suicide? Stress. Next slide. Next slide. Anyone know anyone struggling with insomnia? Do you know why people have difficulty falling asleep? Stress releases adrenaline in the body. When you have adrenaline flowing through your body, the last thing you can do is sleep. When the bills and when when you're wondering who's going to win the next NBA championship, you can't sleep, can you? But little do you realize that these things are actually killing you. You see, the devil is trying to create as many stress factors as he possibly can. Let's go to the next one. Next slide, go ahead. Uh, In this same article, uh, it was talking about general tips to help you sleep. And check out what it says. Turn off your computer, TV, loud music. Whoa. Wait a minute. (laughs) Excitatory video games and other devices that may trigger an adrenaline rush. Wait a minute. TV and video games can produce an adrenaline rush? Oh, wow. Whoa. And loud music? Let's go to the next slide. There was a statement made in Adventist home that I really didn't understand, and now I understand it. Check this out. She said, they have a keen ear for music, and Satan knows what organs to excite. Okay, no, you didn't get that. (laughs) Satan knows what, what organs to excite, to animate, engross, and charm the mind so that Christ is not desired. And I would wonder, how can music excite an organ? Excite... Adrenaline. You see, beloved, when you listen to that pounding rock music, (laughs) you, you fill in the blank. What's happening is that adrenaline, you know, like audio adrenaline? No one got that good. Audio adrenaline is just filling your body. This adrenaline rush, and little do you realize that Satan is at work behind this because he's trying to defile the temple. You sit down and you're watching a movie, and guess what's happening in the... (gasps) You have no control over yourself. (laughs) You're just... (gasps) And the devil is pumping you full of adrenaline. Go on. Stress in video games, we talked about that. Stress in sports, we talked about that. Let's go ahead. Pornography. Pornography. Online porn is to the sex addict what crack cocaine is to drug addiction, says Robert Weiss, director of the Sexual Recovery Institute in Los Angeles. Weiss is a longtime sexual addiction counselor who is helping the military set up treatment programs. He says if you watch a brain scan of a sex addict looking at porn, it lights up exactly like the scan of someone on cocaine. As the brain interprets pornographic images, it releases adrenaline into the bloodstream. 
Speeding the individual's heart rate and constricting blood vessels. Hands get clammy, eyes dilate. Next slide. There is a heightened state of arousal, not sexual arousal, but a very physical change. At the same time, the pituitary gland and the hypothalamus begin to pump out endorphins, the body's natural pain relievers, and the endorphins in turn crank up production of dopamine, a neurotransmitter that opens the pleasure centers of the brain while blocking the pain processors. In other words, beloved, it's like you are becoming addicted in a very physical and biological sense. Adrenaline. Next slide. Stress can, can create symptoms of attention deficit disorder. How many kids do you know? And you know what we're told? You know what they're saying now? These kids are stressed and don't know how to release that stress. Do you see? Do you see that we just may hold the key? Let's go to the next slide. Negative thoughts. Do you know negative thoughts kill? So check this out. It's a simple cause and effect. You see something. You're standing in church one day, and there are two church members talking, and you see them talking, then they turn and look at you, and then they turn back around. You see something. Your mind interprets that something as a threat. And your body feels a discomfort called fear. The body responds as follows. Adrenaline is released to power the fight or flight. But, B, you don't run or fight because it's not appropriate in the situation. So no physical energy is expended. Therefore, adrenaline is released. And with no accompanying physical exertion, the adrenaline byproduct becomes toxins in the body, which are stored in the major muscle areas like shoulders, neck, hips, legs. There goes your tension. Can anybody testify? <laughs> All right, next slide. Next slide. We have 15 minutes. I hope I can do this. Go back. One more. Go back. Okay. Okay. Satan, one more. <laughs> Satan is the <laughs> Satan is the originator of disease, and the physician is warring against his work and power. Sickness of the mind prevails everywhere. Nine tenths of diseases from which men suffer have their foundation here. Listen, if that is true, then we now know what the origin of stress is. The origin of stress is the breaking of God's law. Very simple. Just as Eve began to, in essence, die once she broke God's law, that feeling that was in her body was the beginning of the death process. You will now live a life of fear, of worry, Get used to this feeling in your body because what you first thought was a rush is actually a rush of death. And just as Eve got this as a result of her breaking the law of God, so every time, that's why sin feels good, doesn't it? Ooh, what a rush. But it's a rush of death. All stress is the result of the breaking of God's law. And check this out. It doesn't have to be you breaking God's law. 
It can be your children breaking God's law. <laughs> Have you ever heard parents say, my, my, my kids are going to kill me? <laughs> Their ignorance of God's law causes you stress. And if you don't know how to handle it, yes, it could kill you. If you live in a neighborhood where crime is rampant, what happens? You become stressed because of other people's lawlessness. So the devil doesn't care how he stresses you. He just wants you to be stressed. Next slide. Daniel 8, 14. And he said unto me, Unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Is there a way, according to the word of God, that the sanctuary can be cleansed from the things that defile it? <laughs> Beloved, can, can you imagine, you know, inviting your friends to, to you know, come here about the secrets, uh, an ancient secret that God has given to bring about healing? and introducing them to the sanctuary and showing them the healing process through the sanctuary? Do you think if you said to them, hey, there are other things that the sanctuary teaches too, would you like to hear that? You think they might be like, yeah, I want to know more. <laughs> Watch this. Go ahead, next slide. Do you know that the eight law, anyone know what New Start is? <laughs> Do you know the eight laws of health are found in the sanctuary? So, law number one, temperance. I'm not doing this in order, but temperance. Altar of sacrifice is where self dies and Christ lives. Amen? It is where we exercise self-control because Christ is master over us. We learn to die to self, and that's what temperance is about. And that is one of the eight laws of health. Amen? By the way, uh, when you bring your guilt to God, it releases stress. The stresses you have, man, I, I shouldn't be doing this. When you bring it to God and lay it on the altar, he wipes away that stress. Amen? Okay, next one. Water. <laughs> What does water do? It cleanses the body. Now, check this out. Water keeps the body hydrated, cleanses the bloodstream from adrenaline. Do you know that caffeinated drinks... Watch this. Do you know what, you know what coffee does? Coffee dehydrates the body. Now, check this out. When the body gets dehydrated, it perceives that it's under a threat. And as a result, it releases adrenaline. You know how people drink coffee, they say, oh man, when I drink coffee, oh, I feel energy. Why? Because your body <laughs> senses a threat. Man, don't look at me so angry, please. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> your caffeines, your chocolates... Guys, just check it out online. I'm telling you, it's there. 
All right? So watch this. So we drink water because water keeps the body in a stable condition where it doesn't feel it's under a threat and therefore does not release adrenaline into the system. Let's go to the next one. Nutrition. Woo! <laughs> Do you know why, why it is unsafe these days to eat animals? The way they are mass produced? Do you know when an animal senses it's about to die? What does it release into the bloodstream? Adrenaline. And then you eat that. Let's go. Number four, trust in God. Trust in God. And you know, we have like nine minutes left. And if I had time, this is what I really wanted to build on. Because what does that altar represent? Prayer. It represents your worship. And beloved, listen to me. When you worship, go to the next slide. Uh, no, come back. Come back. I'm sorry. When you worship, you are relieving the stresses. I, I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> Your worship relieves the stresses of daily life. So if you're not bringing your, your, your stress to God, you're, you're trying to handle it in your own way, and you're not doing a very good job of getting rid of that stress. That's why it's so important. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Next slide. What can we learn from the seven-branch candlestick? Three things. Number one, the seven-branch candlestick gives off light, it gives off heat, and it takes oxygen to burn. Light, heat, oxygen. Light. Do you know that sunshine is one of the eight laws of health? Do you know that sunshine helps relieve stress? In the body, it helps you to relax. So no wonder sunshine is one of the eight laws of health. Let's go to the next one. Do you know that oxygen? <laughs> the reason why we exercise in fresh air is because oxygen purifies the blood. Now let me ask you something. That one about heat. Heat. How can we... Is there something that the human body can do to heat itself up? <laughs> Ellen White says what? We should exercise in the sunlight and open air. Do you know what exercise does? It burns. <laughs> okay, no, you didn't get to hear <laughs> It burns. <laughs> Not only does it burn calories, beloved, it burns the adrenaline in your system. Whoa. Wow, let's go to the next one. Okay, that was heat. Number eight, rest. You just got to let you think on that for a moment. Rest. Do you know what's found in the Ark of the Covenant? The Sabbath commandment. It is a symbol of rest. Has anyone ever heard this? The heart beats slower on Sabbath. You know why? Because you're not stressed. <laughs> you're resting. You're not stressed. 
So, so now we get it. Watch this. Go to the next slide. Now we get it. Now we get why God said in Exodus 15, 26, he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you. Wait, did you get that? He said, if you keep my commandments, you won't get sick. Now, I just thought, he, I used to think he was meaning, you know, if you keep my commandments, I'll be nice to you and you won't get sick. No, he's saying, if you keep my commandments, you will not be stressed. You'll have perfect peace. And when you have perfect peace, you're not worried. You're not, your mind is at peace. And nine-tenths of the diseases that humanity suffers, you will not suffer. Whoa. You know what that tells me about Seventh-day Adventists? We still don't know how to rest. Because we're getting sick. The gospel is, the, the health message is the right arm of the gospel. Are, are you getting this? All right. Come on, we're going to wrap this up. Listen, go, go, go. Next slide. A merry heart. Woo! <laughs> oh, no, no, because that was a weak amen. So let's write it again. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Oh, that's why a merry heart overcomes the stresses of daily life. And check this out. Where there is no vision or where there is no hope, where there is no future, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, what is he? So you can either be happy or stressed. How many of you would like happiness? Do you know friends and neighbors that might want happiness? Hey, here's happiness. Can you imagine a neighborhood in which there is no stealing? In which there is no murder? In which there is no... Can you imagine... Well, a neighborhood like that would be a neighborhood keeping God's commandments. The joy of the Lord is your what? Strength. Next slide. Next slide. All right, four minutes. I think I can do this. The first angel's message, the number one preventative measure against sickness. What does the first angel's message say? I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God! Stop. See, beloved, we have two options in this world. We can either fear God and have peace, Or we can fear everything else and have adrenaline being pumped into our systems. <laughs> the choice is up to you. Who do you want to fear? Do you want to fear man? Do you want to fear what your boss can do to you? Do you want to fear what your husband or wife will say if you follow Christ? Do you want to fear what your neighbors might? Do you want to fear uh, uh, losing a job? Do you want to fear all these things or do you want to fear God? Because if you fear God, then like the prophet Daniel, no matter what comes your way, bow down before the image. Nah. Don't pray to any other God. Uh, I'm going to throw you in the lines then. Okay. No stress. <laughs> no stress. So fearing God is the answer. The first angel's message becomes the answer to the dilemma of humanity, which is stress and fear. Because perfect love. Next slide. Next slide. 
Almost done. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel. Oh, man. First angel's message, fear God. What are we being told here? To fear the Lord. To be wise is to fear the Lord and it will be health to you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. So when we're told to fear the Lord, we're in essence being told, keep his commandments, which will make us happy, which will be health to our bones. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. All right. Um, Do I have one more slide up there? One more. Good. Hold that slide. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. Go back. You can go back. You can go back. But few realize the power that the mind has over the body. A great deal of sickness which afflicts humanity has its origin in the mind and can only be cured by restoring the mind to health. There are very many more than we imagine who are sick mentally. Heart sickness makes many dyspeptics for mental trouble has a paralyzing influence upon the digestive organs. The mind needs to be controlled for it. It has a most powerful influence upon the health. Go ahead. Let's move on. That which brings sickness of body and mind to nearly all is dissatisfied feelings and discontented repinings. You struggle with that in your church? (laughs) Next slide. When the gospel is received in its purity and power, it, it, it is a cure for the maladies that originated in sin. The son of righteousness arises with what, everyone? Healing in his wings. Now I have one more slide. I got to tell you one. Just I got to give you one more thing before we close. Listen. Healing arise. The son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Do you guys remember the story that Jesus gave when Jesus said, um, um, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up? Do you remember that story? What happened? Children of Israel were going through the wilderness and they began to murmur against God and serpents came out and began to do what? Bite them. God says to Moses, make a brazen serpent, put it on a pole, and whoever looks on it when they're bitten will what? Will live. Now, that just sounds totally like what? I'm getting bitten by a serpent, look at a serpent on the pole and I will live. Who was that serpent symbolic of? The serpent on the pole? It was symbolic of Christ. Now, how many of you, if you were living in that time, would have been like, no-brainer, I'm going to look at the serpent. Just let me see you raise your hand. No-brainer? Right? Because some people didn't look, and they died. So how many of you would have been like, that's stupid, I would have looked. Okay? So, I love doing this example real quick. Here I am, I'm kind of in an elevated place, and there you are. Suddenly, 10,000 snakes drop from the ceiling, all out there, but I'm safe right here. The doors are locked, you can't go anywhere. What do you begin to do? You're panicking, aren't you? And then I say, hey guys, listen, don't panic. Just look up here to me and everything will be okay. How many of you would look? Stop lying. (laughs) What would you be doing? You'd be busy looking at the serpents where? On the ground, trying to do what? Save yourself. How many of you would be willing to look up? It was an exercise of faith. Don't look at the problems that are plaguing you. Look to Jesus. Wait a minute, you're telling me that looking to Jesus is going to heal me? Yes, I'm telling you that looking to Jesus will prevent nine-tenths of the diseases that you suffer now. Look to Jesus. Now, the medical field has at least one thing almost absolutely right. 
Their symbol, go ahead, next slide. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. As the eyes of all Israel had been directed to the uplifted serpent, the symbol appointed for their healing, so all eyes must be drawn to Christ and the sacrifice that brought salvation to the world. Do you know what the medical symbol of healing is? Go ahead to the last slide. It is a serpent on a pole. (laughs) It is a serpent on a pole. Beloved, we have the true symbol for healing. It is the serpent on the pole. It is Jesus Christ. The gospel, the gospel, the health message is the right arm of the gospel. And rightly used, beloved, it will not only bring healing to you, it will bring healing to your neighbors and your friends. Amen? Worship God. Fear God. Pray. Honor God. And he will keep you in the palm of his hand. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for speaking to us this morning. Lord, help us to realize that our worship has so much to do with our help. Help us to keep our minds stayed on you. Help us to focus upon Christ, upon the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This message was recorded and produced by Power of the Lamb Ministries. Our mission is to help prepare God's people for the soon coming of Jesus Christ by pointing to the supernatural power of the Lamb of God that gives us the experience of victorious Christian living. For more information on our multimedia resources or inquiries on speaking engagements, please log on to our website at www.powerofthelamb.com. That's www.powerofthelamb.com or you can call us at area code 805-226-8080. That's 805-226-8080. Thank you and God bless.